Welcome to Holistic Trauma Healing, a podcast that empowers you to heal trauma in the same way it has affected you as a whole person. I am Lindsay Lockett, your host. I have discovered a profound path to healing trauma that allows us to move out of the role of victim and into the role of empowered and conscious creator of our best possible reality. I offer hope, healing insights, and practical tips as you get to the root of how trauma has affected every part of your existence and how to weave a new web of life that isn't ruled by the past. Hey friends, welcome back. It's officially spring 2021. Woohoo! I don't know if that's exciting for everyone else, but it's really exciting for me because that means my favorite season is coming up. I live for summer. I'm here for it, which means I'm here for the spring equinox. I also love that we have these four times of year, two equinoxes, two solstices, to mark the change from one season to the next. And it just reminds us that everything is a cycle. Our lives are a cycle. The weather is a cycle. Change is a cycle. Nothing is permanent. Everything is changing. And I think that's so important to remember. So I have Tammy from episodes 15 and 16 back on the podcast. I've actually asked Tammy to be the resident astrologer for the podcast, and she has happily agreed, lucky for us. Um, So she's back, and she's going to come on four times a year with us. So she was on back in December for episode 15. We did not plan for it to be the solstice when she appeared for the first time. It just happened to work out that way, which was super cool. And she talked about what astrology said about 2020 and what was coming in 2021. And so far, she has been right on the money. And so now she's here to give a little bit of predictive astrology for what's coming up for the next three months. So that will be uh, March 21st, spring equinox through the summer solstice, and then she'll be back on at the solstice to tell us what's coming then. And I think it's just a really fun uh, way for us to include astrology in this journey that we're on together as trauma healers. So just to remind you who Tammy is, Tammy is an astrologer and an energy healing therapist at thestarqueen.com with over a decade of experience in empowering people to have the opportunity to transform a life of fate into one of destiny and fulfillment. Her specialties are in the use of ancient astrology to chart the blueprint of your life and to find remedies within the soul blueprint together with the moving universal energies, as well as using her experience as a Reiki master to clear and balance any blockages and clear traumas with rapid ease. In this episode, we're basically just talking about what's in the sky for uh, March, April, and May and what we can do with this information, how it's going to affect us differently, things to watch out for in the news, on social media, things that are happening globally, things that are happening uh, nationally if you're in the United States. Um, It's just a really interesting episode. And through astrology, I believe we can know ourselves better. And it's been such an honor for me to get to know Tammy. She is now our family's astrologer. We've had multiple readings with her. And I've decided that I'm never making a big decision again without consulting astrology because it's been life-changing how I've been able to approach 
decisions and different seasons of my life differently. And um, so I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. So here's what's coming up from the Equinox 2021 to the Summer Solstice 2021. Enjoy. Hey, Tammy, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Lindsay. It's so nice to be here with you again. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So after our first two episodes back in December 2020, I talked to you about being the resident astrologer for the Holistic Trauma Healing (laughs) Podcast. And you were like, yes. So basically, you're going to come on once a quarter. And (laughs) for this first time, it's the spring equinox 2021 and tell us what's going on in the stars and what that looks like on this earthly plane Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what we can expect, how we can be prepared. I know you said that you can talk about different times that are good for healing certain things. So again, I really don't know that much more about astrology than I did the last time that we talked, which is why I'm talking to you. (laughs) So you ready to dive in? Yes, I am. I'm really excited to be doing this podcast with you because, yeah, there's some important events coming up that people will want to hear about. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, so right now on March 21st, Venus is still invisible. She went invisible since in mid-February, and she's been traveling through Capricorn, Aquarius, And now into Pisces at pretty much almost at the spot of the equinox where the sun is. So she's catching up to the sun and burnt out in the sun's rays. And what this means, Venus is, she rules love and money and relationships and business. While she's in her underworld journey down in the netherworld, we can use that energy also to, to it's, it's going to happen regardless. So it's best if we ride these waves rather than get plummeted by them. But either way, the universe is wise and, and loving. So everything's going to work out. <laughs> but so she's going to create rebalancing in these areas. It's not a good time for new beginnings as far as new love relationships. It's not a good time to get married. It's not a good time to start a brand new business or make big new investments, but it is a great time to do your internal work and do your healing work on yourself and heal your relationships and heal any relationships from the past and do that cleanup, so to speak, in your life and just create rebalancing so that whenever she shows up again next month in April. She will be born in Aries with, with Uranus. And at that time, it's a time to, to be able to feel refreshed in, in these areas of our lives and rebalanced and then, and then go forward. But right now, this week, actually... She's coming close to the sun and we should get some new revelations whenever she hits the point of the sun, which will be March 25th to the 28th. Venus will be exactly conjunct the sun. And it's a really great time to to meditate and just quiet your mind. Most people don't quiet their mind or do deep thinking 
for more than nine minutes a day. That's actually a big problem in our society. We're always going and going, but this really is a time especially to do that. And when we're gonna get like really great aha moments, especially if we do. And then whenever she gets past the sun, we will have by, by the full moon, there'll be a full moon on March 28th. So at that time is when we're gonna reach some really good revelations. And it, it may feel hard, a little difficult for some to get there, but after this time passes, we will feel refreshed. And let me look at that full moon on the 28th. So whenever you said, like at the very beginning of what you were talking about, you said that mm -hmm. it's not a good time to start like a new relationship or a new romance or a new business or mm -hmm. to get married. Are you saying like the entire period from the spring equinox to the summer solstice or just this initial part of March until Venus moves out of where she's at and then the moon gets full again? Yes, just until she is out visible again near the end of April, about April 18th. Between the 18th and 24th, depending on where you are on the planet. So she'll show up sooner if you're closer to the equator and she'll show up later if you're further near the poles. Gotcha. So that's more of a go time, like between the 18th and 24th. And she'll show up as an evening star. So we'll be able to see her in the early evening sky. So you can go out there and look for her. And you can actually feel if you're really in tune, you can feel when the energies shift. And during the last cycle, before she went invisible, she was the goddess of wisdom. If you're familiar with your mythology, it would be Athena, the goddess of wisdom and, and business. And she's going to show up in April as the goddess of love, Aphrodite, and of romance. She will be a little bit weak showing up in Aries because that's not her favorite place to be. But then in May, whenever she moves to Taurus, she'll be really strong. So in May is going to be a really good time for us to make like really good financial decisions and business decisions. We can start it in late April, but May is going to be the best time to do that. Yeah. But going back to that full moon, that'll be a a Virgo full moon whenever she's conjunct the sun. So um, really focusing on how we serve the world from our heart-centered space, wholeheartedly serve the world with our talents is gonna be what best serves us during this time period. For the next two weeks at least, let's see, from March 28th for about two weeks. So that'll be where you'll benefit the most in your life was just showing up in service. And that's where you'll reap the most rewards. So that's part of going with the flow there. And Mercury goes invisible March 29th. That's the time to go within and do more deep thinking. So there's a lot of that. Mercury is only visible in the sky for seven to eight percent of the time anyway. But so it's a normal energy, just like we have a lot of Mercury retrogrades too. But yeah, so it's more internalized thinking and we may not be able to see everything 
The 21st through the 28th, especially the 25th through the 28th is a good time to be able to like really good intuition and being able to see those big aha moments and have that and where we need to make changes in our life. And then the full moon was on March 28th, the new moon on April 11th. So there'll be a dark moon period. So whenever we say the moon is new, that means the moon is with the sun at the exact same degree as the sun, but the moon is dark. So it's really not the time to start anything new yet, but it is a really great time again for meditation, dreams. It's not a good time for big realizations like at the full moon, but it's more of a time to, to have more quiet time and retreat from about April 10th to April 12th. And then so that whenever the first little sliver of the moon is seen again by April 13th, we'll be refreshed and renewed. But during this time, we've got the, we've got Mars with the North node. And so that's gonna, in the horns of the bull actually. So during this time, we do need to be careful of our more primal desires. So, because they're going to be really triggered. So during this time around April 11th, a few days before and after too, it's a great time to get into your body and really use that, that primal energy to like, just make things happen in your life. A great time for things like just moving your body, like motion moves emotion. So Mm -hmm. that's a great time for that. And then it's a great time to purify those primal desires, whatever they may be. And then so they can be more authentic to you whenever you do express your will and your drive out into the world. So you give an example of what that might look like, what that might look like anger, uh, frustration, like really high, maybe uncontrollable sexual drive to stop war, fighting, things like that. <laughs> okay. And at the extreme level, but, and it, it depends on how tuned in we are and how, how, how much we've purified ourselves, like our thoughts and how much we do meditate and pray and, and do things like that. But right now is a time we've, this whole year is a big time for change. We've got Uranus wearing Saturn and uh, Saturn is in the place of the government and the structures and the systems and, and is really strong this year in that place because that, that's his home. And he's teaching us a lot of lessons, but also there's a lot that, that we don't like when we do want change and revolution with Uranus squaring Saturn. It's like a, it's a hard energy. It's a conflicting energy, those two. For this whole year of 2021? Yeah, for this whole year of 2021, people are going to be wanting more freedom. They're not going to like what the government is doing. They're not going to like the extra restrictions that are being put upon them. And we're going to see more people rising up and creating their own, starting to create their own communities even, and relying more on their peers rather than on 
like the system to take care of them. So we'll see a lot of big changes starting this year. It'll be ongoing, but we'll see that this year. And it, it will be a year of conflict for sure. It already is, but we will see more of it. But the more in tune we are, the more um, easily we can roll with the changes and we can really know what's true and best and authentic for us individually. Everybody's going to be different. We are this year, especially everything's just like people are seeing everything in like black or white as far as their beliefs go. It's like, it's this way or it's that way. There's no like middle ground. So we are going to see more division as far as that goes. And it's just, it's part of our evolution and we are evolving right now at this time. We are, there's, there's bigger cycles and there's small cycles, but the, in the big cycle right now, we're definitely in, in a place of evolution. So we do have to just trust in that and trust in the process. And we're going to be okay. And those of us who can do that are going to have a really great year. So I'm excited about this solstice <laughs> because of the, all the new changes. It's going to be great. With change, sometimes, especially with these energies, it, change is hard for some people, but it's not as hard as it used to be back in the day, hundreds of years ago. We can go with changes more easily these days or more adaptable. So whenever you talk about the conflict and the, the black and white thinking and all of that, would that be a good caution for people, especially on social media and stuff to just be aware that energy is there and to maybe like tune into compassion and empathy more than that black and white thinking? That's yes, absolutely. Just accept that, that people are going to have totally different beliefs than you and just accept that's. That's the way it is. And that's the beauty of the world. We can't all be the same. And people do in, in writing, people do express themselves more whenever they write. So that's why online and in social media, we often see so much conflict because whenever we write, all that comes out. That's why like the best thought leaders say that we need to keep a journal and we need to be journaling every morning or every night, but we're not doing that. Instead, we're doing it online. Mm. <laughs> in opposition to our peers. Mm -hmm. It would be a great time to, to keep a journal instead of um, just letting that out all over, spew all over everyone, whatever it may be, or spend just spend time meditating and definitely speak your mind. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But just remember, that's what people tend to do. And they tend to, um, whenever they see someone else's messages, they're going to see it how they're able and capable to see it and feel it at that time, depending on how they're feeling and what their mindset is. So a lot can be, there can be a lot of confusion. Just like we've seen, there's been a lot of confusion from the media this year and last year all over. It's like everywhere you look, you don't really know what's real. There's so much hidden. And you can see this in the astrology too, especially this past year. I think that'll be clearing up more this summer, but there's just, there's a lot of confusion in, in anything that, that is written or spoke of or seen on a screen, pretty much any screen. 
So just be mindful of that. It's really um, good. I think you told me, is it Neptune that rolls over screens? Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's the same as like movies, mm -hmm. the same energy as going to the movies to escape reality, right? That's the same energy that rules looking at the news and social media. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Like it's near impossible to see what's real whenever you're looking at a screen. You just have to take it all with a grain of salt, really. So this conflict energy, this black and white thinking, that's not just from the spring equinox to the summer solstice. That's all of 2021? Yeah, that's this whole year. Okay. Like people are most divided right now around their beliefs and people are having a hard time being objective. Mm -hmm. So we need to have empathy for ourselves and for others because of this and, and just be okay that people have differing beliefs and that we're really passionate about it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm looking at April 26 is the next full moon and the full moon in Libra. So it's going to be illuminating how we do relationships. Venus is going to be brilliant in the sky by then. She's going to, she's going to be born again, fresh out of her underworld journey. And she's going to be with Mercury and Uranus, and we should be getting a lot of new insight. All the planets are visible. Mm -hmm. So we should be able to see pretty clearly, like really clearly by, by this full moon on April 26th. So really take advantage of that. That would be a great time to do some writing. Mercury rules writing and Venus is with Mercury. I highly recommend doing some writing then. <laughs> in your journal, keeping a journal. So April 26th onward, uh -huh. start journaling. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, the 25th even would be a good time. But yeah, for those two weeks after that, April 25th, 26th, and up to two weeks after, that'd be a really great time for any writing, communication, communicating about your relationships really revolutionary experiences from that too. So you can evolve a lot from that. You can get a lot out of that. And that's all those planets are in Aries opposing the moon and Libra. So it's going to be Aries is, is the energy of, of like me, myself, and I, like, what do I want? What is my will? And then, so that's where those planets are with the sun and then the moon opposing that in Libra is the other. What is, what is my relationships need? Uh, all sorts of relationships. What, are, what am I mirroring to others? What are they mirroring? What part of me are they mirroring back to me? So it's a great time for really good insight of what you want and especially what you want in relationships and what your relationships need from you what you want in month in business with finances and yeah and that's the end of april yeah april 26th through may 10th okay yeah and uh, oh i didn't say pluto this year pluto came into capricorn and pluto will stay in Capricorn for 21 years. It takes Pluto 244 years to get around the whole Zodiac. So this will be the only time in our lifetime when we'll experience this. 
So when that started, actually, Pluto went there January 29th. So Pluto is going to be unearthing the truth <laughs> during this new 21-year cycle as far as what's true in the Capricorn areas of our life, what's true for us when it comes to like uh, our work, our career, when it comes to any anything governing us, the systems, the structures, the, the, the patriarchal energies. So we're going to see a lot of truth come to light in this new cycle. And it's a great time to also, this is an earth sign and Pluto actually rules like the underworld, the roots. So it's a great time for, if you aren't already, for using more plants, doing gardening, using essential oils, any kind of plant medicines. It's going to, it's a really good energy for that. So it's going to help everybody a lot. And in this, like, work with the- in this like immediate time, like this equinox to solstice period or like the next 21 years while Pluto's in Capricorn? Yeah. The next 21 years because, okay. yeah. So we haven't talked about this energy that sh- just sh- showed up yet because this is our, our first time to start talking about yeah. <laughs> upcoming, but yeah, we are in it. And as of January 29th is when we began to be in it and we're going to stay in it for the next 21 years. Cool. So if you're not already doing that or called to do it, then that's going to really, it's really going to benefit people on every level. Mm. So just work with the plants. Yeah, that's interesting that it's for the next 21 years because like I think plant medicine has it's gotten a bad rap for a long time and mm-hmm. people have been really skeptical of it. And I love that it's like coming back in to I like I truly believe that like plant medicine is part of raising the consciousness of the planet. So the fact that Pluto's in Capricorn and that's like a good time to get in touch with plants and know that they're our oldest and dearest allies and I'm totally here for it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree. When there's different levels of that, right? Some things are like what can feel really nurturing and medicinal is just doing some gardening. Mm-hmm. But then there are those who want to like really dive deep into the psychotherapeutic effects of plant medicine. And in that case, I would recommend finding a really good professional to help you guide you through that. Someone who specializes in that plant in particular and who has a lot of experience. We are wired for connection and community. That's why it feels so good when we find our people. If you're looking for an open-minded community of trauma healers, I invite you to join the Trauma Healer Circle. You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes, monthly Zoom calls, and most importantly, you'll find connection. Go to lindsaylockett.com forward slash circle to learn more. Yeah. So, yeah. So interesting though, because back in February, I did an episode with Poplar Rose and we talked about plants as medicine and even to use plants spiritually to help with boundary setting. So plants like roses and hawthorn and stuff like that have these like really nice natural boundaries and how like even just having a couple of hawthorn berries like in a pouch in your pocket is enough to like have that intention because it reminds you 
what you're doing with your setting boundaries. So it's really interesting that this is coming up and we just had that episode back in February. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. There's literally a plant for everything. Yeah. You name it. Yeah. Yeah. There really is. I've helped people solve problems in their horoscope with plants. Like mm. for example, this woman had an afflicted Venus in her chart and she was like really having a hard time in, in her marriage. And I told her to what she particular needed, particularly needed was a rose garden outside her house. And ever since she planted that rose garden, her relationship has been doing really well. Wow. I know. It doesn't surprise me at all. I know that may sound like crazy to some people, but I've spent enough one-on-one -on -one time with plants just by myself out in the woods mm -hmm. to know that if you sit there and listen to them long enough, they have all kinds of things to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're on this earth together. Yeah. So we're supposed to be working in, in unison. So definitely reconnect with the plant world. All right. If you haven't already. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone's taking notes. Okay. <laughs> I, sh I sure am. I'm taking lots of notes. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's see. Okay. So the next new moon is on May 11th and uh, that'll be a new energy coming about. So again, during the day before, during and after the new moon is a great time to, to spend time alone and go within and uh, meditate as much as you can when it's a good time to move forward when the first sliver of the moon appears in the sky again, probably by May 13th. And Venus will be with the North Node and Mercury in the eye of the bull with the fixed star Aldebaran, which is the star of wealth, the star of victory. So this next cycle, May 11th for the next two weeks, is a great time after you see that first sliver of the moon to start new projects, new businesses, new launches, uh, new financial decisions and endeavors, new relationships. It's a great time to get married because whatever you do, you're going to win. You're going to have victory. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. So, so just wait till that first sliver of the moon shows up. So is that what you meant whenever you said that by the end of April, what, like waiting until then for starting new relationships, new businesses, but then how that energy picks up with the new moon uh -huh. in, in May. Yeah. Once Venus goes into Taurus, yeah. that's, that's when, and Venus loves being in Taurus. That's her home. Venus rules Taurus. It's the place of Aphrodite of all the sensual earthly pleasures, why we're human and we don't want to try to escape out of these bodies. It's the beauty of being in these bodies on the planet. So yeah, it's a great time to appreciate art, good food and music and for great sex and uh, relationships and just to like really nourish our senses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the dark side of that is we can overindulge. So we do want to, we want to have that balance, but uh, yep. And uh, oh, I didn't say Mars has been really uh, strong in the sky this whole time this whole year. Mars so, is a troublemaker, right? It is. It can be if the energy isn't handled correctly. Yeah. So Mars is the god of, of war and of, of just our, like our primal drive and our will and our, our primal desires. Mm -hmm. And that's in, in Gemini, which is 
it's not a bad place for Mars to be right now during this cycle. It's in the middle of Gemini. And uh, so our thinking and our intellect and our, our communications are going to be really fired up during the month of May. But things are going to be speeded up as far as all that goes this year anyway. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by speed it up? Like the amount of information we can take in. With the internet, we already have that, but it's going to be super powered. This is, we're totally going into the information age. This is, this is a time of, it's like, it's the end times as far as we're about to leave the age of Pisces and and we're going into more of the age of Aquarius energies. So Pisces is water. Pisces is Neptune. Pisces is being asleep and not being able to see so clearly, but Pisces is also a spirituality it's, it's the sign of the fish. Like Jesus showed up at the beginning of the age of Pisces and he was the fisherman. He ushered in the age of the fish. Water is much different than what we're going into. We're going into the element of air Mm. and that's been speeded up this year. So we're not officially all the way into the element of air of Aquarius for another, I think 350 something years. Mm -hmm but we can definitely feel it's dawning on the horizon. There's no excuses. We have all the information out there that we need. So <laughs> it's all available to us. And it'll be this, the time of going into our communities and finding our peer groups and being more self-sufficient as far as that goes. But it'll also be the time of more and more artificial intelligence And there's good sides and bad sides to that, just like there is in every age. You were talking about Mars, but I checked the Mm -hmm. calendar and the end last three weeks, starting at the end of May and going right past the summer solstice, we go into another Mercury retrograde. Let me see. Oh, past the summer solstice. So we're May 11th right now is what I'm looking at. Yeah. The retrograde starts on May 29th. Okay. And it goes through June 22nd. Okay. We'll take a look at that retrograde. That's the very, the Mm -hmm. very last three or four weeks of the, this time period that we're talking about here. Let's see. So we're on May 11th. Now that's the new moon. So now I'm going to go look at the full moon of May 26th and see Mm -hmm. what that energy is for us. Cool. Okay. And Mercury stations to go retrograde on the 29th. So that'll last about three weeks. And so on the 26th at that moon, we will see the slowing down of Mercury before he stations to go retrograde. And of course he's not, planets don't really go backwards in the sky. It's really from our perspective when we're passing each other, it just looks like they go backwards but it does have that gravitational pull on the planet is like a backwards pull. So that's why it feels like that to us. But so Mercury's still traveling with Venus this whole time, which is really nice for a lot of new insights. And, and that's a full moon with Mercury, Venus, and the North Node in Taurus. And uh, that moon is in... Scorpio. And then when Mercury goes retrograde, we're going to be redoing like how we do money and what we feel, what we really value. And we're going to be rethinking our values 
and rethinking how we do finances as a whole. And that Mercury is gonna go retrograde in the horns of the bull and then pass over Venus. So that's another time it's more of a honing in on, on our will and our drive and what we really want as far as pleasure goes too. So we'll be pulled, we'll be really pulled into that with the sun joining the North Node too. So we're going to be pulled into more of our ego in that way and into our purpose. So we're going to learn how to balance that out right there during that time around May 26 and for the following two weeks. So Mercury retrograde on the 29th, like I said, stations at the very end of Taurus, which is a critical degree. It's a degree of endings and finalization. Mercury's kind of tired of being there, <laughs> but then he's got to go backwards into there some more. So we're not done. And the moon will be with Pluto whenever Mercury goes retrograde in an opposition. So it, it is a time for a deep dive, definitely. So Mercury retrogrades are a time to already to revise things, to, to backtrack a little bit, to think about the past and how the past is affecting us and maybe what we can do differently. So Mercury retrogrades happen three to four times a year, pretty often. And we do need that energy. We do need to think back and go within with our thoughts and, and see what we can do better and how we can, how our thinking can be better, how our communications can be better, how we shine our light in the world. So our intellect. So we're going to be going within during that time for three weeks. And then Mercury stations to go direct June 22nd, the day after the summer solstice. Which is the end of the chunk of time that we're <laughs> talking about. Yes. So it sounds like the next three, it sounds like a lot of it is going to be great with what Venus is doing with love and mm -hmm. sensuality and pleasure and relationship. And then some of it sounds like it could be difficult for some people with what Saturn is doing and what Pluto is doing and the, the conflict energy and all of that. Yeah, it's definitely a time for rebalancing and going back with the cycles of nature. And as long as we can go with the flow and really, you know, be open to doing the deep dive and do these things to keep our heart open, then it won't be a hard time. What would you give for people who are new to this, like me, if they could take away anything from this episode? So basically telling people what they can really focus on this spring, mm. what would that be? What they could really focus on is really right now, the best thing to do is to anything purifying forgiveness and love, like focusing on that spiritual love praying for the planet and for themselves and their family, or just thinking good thoughts about that. And I think by May, things are going to look really good for the people who do that. For the people who do the deep dive and do the work and do those things like forgiveness is number one, even though it's hard for some people, just stating it aloud, using this mercury energy and this 
Uranus energy to, to state it aloud until they, they actually embody it. I forgive, I love, right? Thank you, things like that. And then by the time Mercury, all those planets, Venus, Mercury hit the eye of the bull in May, you're going to be doing great no matter what's going on in the world. Nice. Mm -hmm. Do you see anything? I know whenever we talked back in December, you talked about how things like COVID and, and the mess with the election was all like not a surprise for you because you'd been looking at the sky for a long time. So do you see anything coming up this spring in the next three months that maybe globally, like any wars, any crazy things in politics, anything like that, that you see potentially coming up? There is that warlike energy this year. There is a lot of conflicting energy. And I see with this Uranus opposed Saturn energy and Mars being so strong right now, Uranus, Uranus square. Saturn, it's really, it's more, it's not like a war, an outright war with like guns. It's more of a war on our consciousness. Hmm. So be mindful of that. Sneaky. (laughs) Very sneaky war. And there's been a buildup to this. It's not new, but right now it's more of a revolutionary period is beginning from that. And it's those energies that are, that are darker and sneaky are at a point of desperation right now because our world is evolving and those energies aren't going to be able to sustain themselves on the planet going forward. So that's why it's so big right now. Yeah. There's like holding on with its last grip. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that we need to know for the spring equinox to the summer solstice? I can't think of anything else. I feel like I gave you a lot of information Yeah, for a lot of people to take in. Yeah, totally. So (laughs) I want to encourage people. I work with Tammy now personally. She reads my chart for me and has done a reading for my husband and I. It's called a synastry reading. It's been really helpful in our relationship. And I want to encourage you to get more specific with her by letting her look at your chart and she can take some of these more vague things and really make them more specific for you whenever she can look in your chart. So can you tell people how they can work with you? Oh yeah, for sure. Go to the best, the easiest place to go is at thestarqueen.com and all my services are listed there. You can contact me through there. Or you can, you can also email me at tammy.lumina at gmail.com. So those are the best places right now. Yeah. And they can follow you on Instagram at the star queen. Yep. Yeah. So I just want to really encourage everybody. It's, I was skeptical of astrology before I met Tammy and I really started meeting with her with an open mind and kind of cast off those preconceived judgments that I had and I've been really amazed at the things that Tammy's been able to tell me about myself that is not Googleable. <laughs> so <laughs> I really do trust you. And even after we hop off of this video uh, or this call, you and I are going to go over some things in my chart because I have some questions about some life decisions that I'm making right now. And now that I've had these sessions with you and, and have benefited from your wisdom, Like I don't see myself ever being able to make a big decision without consulting the stars first ever again. (laughs) So, yeah, 
it's, it is hard to go back once. Yeah, mm -hmm. it really is. And it's so <laughs> not, it's so not fortune telling. Like that's the thing is I thought it was like fortune telling and it's so not fortune telling. I just appreciate this. Thank you. And we will talk to you again on the summer solstice. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for this time, Lindsay. It was amazing. I'm yeah. really grateful. Thanks, Tammy. <laughs>